Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome back, everybody. Um, this be another shelter-in-place quarantine episode. Um, you know, here in Illinois, we're here till April 30th. Uh, we could see our shelter-in-place go until May, uh, or at least some of it. I don't know what the plan is. Um, the numbers here in Illinois it seems like every 24 hours uh, we get at least a thousand more testing positive for the virus. And I think the death goes between 50 to 80 people every 24 hours. Um, so you guys send prayers to people that are losing family members or friends due to this or being infected um, in a health way. Um, and prayers for people being affected, um, you know, uh, being able to afford food and paying for everything that they need to. Um, fortunate enough, as a teaching assistant, I work in a school district that still wants to continue to pay us. So, um still pretty nice to have something come into where, you know, put food on the table and um, try to get through this. Um, hopefully the uh, state will back up little by little, you know. Uh, don't know if you start with schools opening back up, start up with the uh, restaurants or anything opening back up first. Um, I know that economy speaking and everything, you probably can't open everything up at, quite at once. Um and for the virus sake, if you open everything up back up at once, is it going to spike up again? Um, even though we've all been staying at home, for some of us, you know, you still have to go out and go to a grocery store to get groceries. Um, you still have to go do some of those certain things. And, uh, you know, so if you're supposed to stay at home for 14 days, go out to the grocery store, the day starts over, that time starts over again. Um, but, you know, we got to do what we got to do in order to live and be able to stay here. Um, so in this crazy world we're living in, we just all have to come together. Um, 
you've seen a lot of point fingers and hatred, you know, it's not going to get into details, it's political talk, it's so-and-so's fault, it's so-and-so's fault, it's his fault, her fault, and, you know, I'm, you can't point fingers at whose fault it is. Um, it's basically just everybody doing the right thing is what I think. Um, not just now, I just think politics in general just needs to be, everything needs to be done for the good of people, and uh, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Um, so just try to treat people the best that we can, try to uh, treat the uh, quote-unquote essential workers who are still working the right way. Um, I think businesses, like people that are still trying to collect payments on car loans and students and this and that, I think they just need to kind of realize what's going on and, you know, we're all being affected some way or another and try to help people out and to do the right thing and, you know, you're not seeing a lot of people do the right thing, a lot of point fingers. Um, instead of doing that, we just need to work on doing what we need to do to get through this. Um, hopefully it'll be done sooner, sooner rather than later. Um, but that's the update with that. So today we're just going to talk about a few different things. Still not a lot going on in the sports world, but, you know, there are some things that I just wrote down and we'll just put on here. Um, I'm going to do a test run, and I've said this a million times, do a test run and maybe just start reaching out to coaches and see if they want to come on here and ask them a few questions. If they come on here and just want to talk ball, uh, do whatever, I'm going to do a test run with this because this is on Anchor and it's a little different where you can send the link out and you can talk on the, kind of talking on the phone. It's just basically with Anchor, you know, I invite somebody, there's a link, I text it to them or send them a message on social media. You click on it, you put your name in, boom, you come in here and it starts recording and we just start talking. So I'm going to do a test run, see if we can't get it going to get some people on here. Um, that's the first thing. Um, one thing I'm seeing, I don't know if it's just Illinois, but it's, it's high school coaches in general. And it's not even for the sports that are that should be going on right now. It's not about baseball, it's not about track. I'm seeing football coaches starting to freak out about, you know, the fall when football comes back saying, well, if we can't meet, because there's some states that have spring ball, so they're freaking about not meeting for spring ball. Um, here in Illinois, you don't even have spring ball. The only time you're around your football players is when you open up the weight room and they come in and um, you could have chalk talks with them and go out and walk through things, but there can't be a football range. You can't do this, can't do that. Um, you know, there's really no spring ball practice. There's no helmets been putting on. There's no installs. Necessarily, you can chalk talk. You can set things on huddle. Um, but there's really no spring ball. So for Illinois, you can't even really implement or do a lot of things until the summer. Um, but you're seeing a lot of coaches that have spring ball starting to freak out a little bit. You know, oh, I can't install this, can't install that. How am I going to be ready for August and September? Um, some Illinois coaches, I see, well, how are we going to, if we can't even meet in the summer, and this doesn't go away. Let's say we can't start doing things until, you know, those two weeks or so before the first game. And we're not going to be ready. And seeing these coaches freak out over this, in my opinion, is uh, we shouldn't be freaking out over this. Right now, you need to be focusing on making just, if you're especially a head coach, you're reaching out to the kids, making sure they're okay. Um, still implement some type of workouts, whether you send it to them on huddle, on social media, text message, whatever. Um, hopefully they're doing that, those workouts. Um, if you want to quote unquote install or have chalk talks, or whatever, do you could the, the technology we have, you could still like a Zoom meet or, or Skype or whatever, get a bunch of people, 
and reflect off the computer. You could still chalk talk, quote unquote, with that stuff. Um, so there's still ways to do it. I wouldn't freak out about that. Um, if it does come down to it where we have to wait till August to do something, then you meet with your coaching staff and you just say, okay, the, you know, we're, we're a spread offense or whatever. We're just going to focus on this right now. Uh, just pick, I don't even know, two, two quick games that you can run to both sides and tag things, four or five dropbacks, two or three run plays, and that's it for offense. And just pick a handful of formations. I mean, that's all you can do. And the thing is, you're not going to be the only one. It's going to be everybody. So if Illinois, we can't practice until, you know, two or three weeks before the first game. It's everybody in Illinois. If we're not allowed to be around the players, it's everybody. So it's it's not, oh, woe is me. We're all going to be in the same boat. Um, and to me, it'd be fun. It's a challenge, but it's going to be like a fun challenge. Like, okay. We got to really, really coach, but we're going to, but it's going to force every single offense, every single defense, every single team to be more simple than maybe what they were before. And then I think what's going to happen is some of those coaches that want every single play that they can. I've been around coaches like that that want every single run play, every single pass play in the book in the offense and not be simple. And I think you're going to find some of these coaches are going to find out how, oh my gosh, if you only have eight plays, 10 plays, if you include screens. It's so simple. You can rep it over and over here and get really, really good at it. So hopefully from a perspective of that, coaches are going to see that. But I don't think we need to be freaking out about that. That's not what's super important. I know some kids need the sports. They have bad home lives. So from that aspect, we do need it. We do need things to start coming back. But I don't know why they're freaking out right now. Just really sit down with your staff. You're going to have to work a little hard, simplify things, and say, okay, then this is all we're going to put in. And it's not going to be the only school having to deal with that. Each state's going to have their own rules. So over rules that comes out, you're not going to be the only one having to deal with it. So I think us as coaches, we can't be freaking out. We can't predict the future. Because if we start to freak out, you know, and when you're posting things on social media or this, or when you do a Zoom meet with your players and you're freaking out a little bit, they're going to see it. You have to stay calm. you got to be confident in what's going on. you got to meet with your staff, figure it out, and things will work out. So then that way, the, you know, your players are going to be bought in and, you know, and it's probably going to help them out when things are so simple and you got to baby step it a little bit. Um, that's fine. It's just going to, for me, it's going to be a fun challenge to uh, really challenge, especially like if it was for me personally, you know, make me a better coach. It's going to challenge me, put me in a different situation. Um, so in a way, I'm not saying I want it to happen, but if it does, I would look at it as a, as a challenge and, you know, be competitive, and, that, and then control what you can control. Uh, so that was my first soapbox. The only thing for me in the sports world, guys, that I'm trying to keep up with is um, they are talking about bringing back, you know, baseball and basketball, um, the NBA uh, and Major League Baseball. But um, they're only talking about, you know, if they bring back Major League Baseball, are they going to only play it in certain stadiums? Um, they're going to have to play with nobody in the stands. Um, the players, they, they can't be walking around. They got to be far apart in, in hotel rooms, have their own. They can't be with somebody else and this and that. Um, NFL says they're going to start no matter what, but if they do, it's going to be without play, uh, fans. Um, I think Kirk Cousins came out today saying that he would mind it because they practice in front of nobody anyway. Um, it'd be a new challenge for them to play without anybody in the stands. 
Uh, basketball wants to come back in June, July to, to, to start the season. I don't know if they're going to continue right where they left off or if they're going to just have X amount of games, get rid of some of the games, get back to just trying to get to a championship, um, change it up a little bit. Um, but again, it's going to have to be without anybody in the stands. And some of them don't even want to play if there's nobody in the stands. Um, it's going to be kind of unique because, you know, without people in the stands buying the tickets, how are they going to pay the players? Are you going to charge it on the TV? Um, which then you're not going to get people paying anyway because of what's going on. Nobody's going to work. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes. Um, I know for a lot of uh, people, especially me, um, selfishly, I do miss having sports on there, being able to watch football or basketball uh, or baseball. Uh, but I know that's me being selfish. Um, I know there's bigger things going on, like I said at the beginning. Um, the XFL had to declare bankruptcy, which which was um, unfortunate because I think it was really starting to take off. Um, I really enjoyed watching the XFL games. I think that if they were able to stay, it was going to grow every year. They might add a team or two. If they could do that, it was going to grow because around the NFL is over, all you got is the spring ball to go look at for college. Um, if you're a football fan, if you have the XFL going on, um, football going into the summer, I think was going to be fantastic. I think it was going to grow and almost be like, you know, your minor league, you know, in NBA, you've got your your uh, main, then you've got like the, I think it's the G and D leagues and stuff. Um, so I think with the NFL, that's what it was going to become, uh, was going to be that almost a bridge even between college and the NFL. Um, so I think it was unique. I like the rules, rule changes a little bit. Um, you got to see some different coaches out there, different players. Um, so it's unfortunate to see that it may not come back. They had a clear bankruptcy. It could come back when this is all said and done, but it was unfortunate to see that it was really taken off. Um, the Orlando Falcons, they unleashed uh, new jerseys. Um, I like them. I don't like them. I like them just because it was different. Don't like them because uh, they do look like uh, on the longest yard with Adam Sandler. It was just kind of same look, same style, but, you know, they, they had to change it up. Uh, they've been struggling ever since that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots. So trying to get something new, something fresh going on, um, believe it or not. Uh, sometimes new helmets, uh, new logo, new uniforms, whatever. It kind of motivates people. I know at the high school level it does. Um, so maybe that's what they're trying to do at the NFL. The Browns posted today. I, I don't remember if it was brand new uniforms or they were going to try to do like a combination of uh, the old school ones. Again, they're trying to change it up for the fans, trying to change it up for the players, you know, especially the Browns. They haven't, you know, never won a Super Bowl. Uh, so they're changing it up. A report came out with Dak Prescott saying he had a social gathering, and then now he's saying it wasn't a lot of people. It was this, this, or that. You know, it was a lot of he said, she said. And for me, if you're a professional athlete, you know, you're a celebrity or whatever, you're in that spotlight more, things are going to get out. And we got to take this seriously. I know that the reports are more focused on maybe some of the negative side, but you have to have those reports out, you know, because we got to get through this. And if you're out there thinking, you know, you have millions of dollars or, or whatever, you can do this, you're above here, whatever, that's not true. And so now people are going to look at you in a different light. If you're putting yourself in this situation and you're actually trying to get a new contract like Dak Prescott is, you think that they, they might look at you different and say, well, if you're not able to follow the rules of social distancing, how are you going to be able to uh, go out there and lead us on the field if you're going to continue to act like this? Um, I know more of that. Reports of that are going to come out. and uh, But it's just unfortunate Dak Prescott's put himself in that type of situation. Um, next thing is uh, 
Cam Newton's still out there. Um, there's been different reports, um, true or untrue, who knows. A lot of fake news out there. Um, I think the Patriots might have been interested in him, which that would be interesting to have him go to the Patriots and be with Bill Belichick and quote-unquote replace Tom Brady with him leaving the Patriots. Uh, I think that'd be pretty interesting. That would be, I think, a good way to see if uh, the Patriots only won because of Tom Brady or are they going to go out there and kind of win because they still have Bill Belichick. Um, is it the scheme? Is it Tom Brady? Is it, you know, uh, I would it'd be kind of interesting to see him go to the New England Patriots. As a Bears fan, I still think the Bears should go maybe try to make a push for him. Uh, but, you know, Cam maybe uh, declared uh, injury prone nowadays. He had a, one or two good years there. Is he kind of done? Is it kind of over? So we're going to see uh, if he does go to the Patriots. I think that'd be pretty interesting uh, development to see. Uh, me being a Bears fan, still Bears are still sitting where they're at. They haven't made any other moves, unfortunately. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, so that's a lot of the updates there. Um, so the rest is just going to kind of kind of be me going on on this uh, podcast. Um, heads up, since we are sitting at home, um, we do have a dog here. We got a chocolate lab here at home. So if you guys ever hear barking or she just jumped up on the couch, um, if you guys ever hear that, I apologize. But guess what? We're at home. This is real. Uh, she's chocolate lab. She's going to be Barking and trying to play and doing whatever. So if you guys hear that, I apologize, but it is what it is, man. Um, I got a question for some of you high school coaches out there. Um, see a lot of guys post different films they get. You know, I've seen Washington State cutups. I've seen Texas Tech cutups. Anything. I see even people getting NFL cutups. Where are you guys getting all this twenty or this twenty two film out? This all twenty twenty two film or whatever. Please let me know because I would love to get it now. I'm not looking to pay, you know, a shit ton of money. Just looking to get some film to maybe cut up myself and look at it and break it down myself to give me something to do while we're sitting here. So please, guys, please push me in the right direction to get this film. You know, looking at Mike Leach's offense or uh, Gus Malzahn's offense at Auburn, you know, anything like that. Please point me in that direction. Um, one thing that I saw a post of and I was going to talk about um they were talking about the best um, college football coaches out there right now. And so I was sitting here thinking, you know, okay, I'm a fan of some, but I really have to look at – I was just looking at um, your big division ones. I, I think there's a lot of good coaches out there that are in the smaller division ones. Um, I think there's a lot of good coaches in the one double A's. Um, but I was just – this was really off the top of my head. Really, you know, I sat here for 10, 15 minutes thinking about it. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. And I was coming up, in my opinion, the best college football coaches out there right now in the big Division One realm. Um, you know, for me, you know, I think the best college football coach out there right now, when you look at wins and losses, the championships, and everything else, I'm not even looking at send them to the NFL. You know that you know that's that's one thing. Um, I think Nick Saban is the best college football coach out there. Uh, I am a Nick Saban fan. Um, I think he's the best college football coach out there. Um, then after that, you got to look at Davo Sweeney because he has won a lot of games at Clemson. Um, I know they're not in the same conference as like an SEC or a Big Ten. Um, some can even argue the Big 12. But, you know, they won a lot of games in a row. He's won some championships. Um, they don't really lose. You know, they did beat Alabama and stuff. So you got to look at Davo Sweeney as up there with him. Um, and the rest is really in order. I just think those two right now might you might consider the best. 
Um, then after that, it's just kind of uh, my opinion on who's really good out there. Um, you can't ignore Lincoln Riley right now. He's got a young head coaching career, uh, but you know they have made the college football playoffs. Um, their their weak links, I think, are their defense has always been kind of suspect. And then it just seems like, you know, when they get to the big, huge games, their offense is half there and half now. You know, maybe it's the first half to play really well, then the foot gets taken off the gas a little bit and they kind of fall down. Or they don't do well at the beginning and then they kind of start to come back in the second half. Um, that's always been Oklahoma for some reason. Um, but I still think Lincoln Riley's got to be one of the best, especially scheme-wise. Um, you got to put Ed Orjon up there with LSU. I know they just won the national championship. Um, but you got to look at, he was trying to turn the old mesh program around when he had to be the interim head coach at USC. They did really well. And then he goes to LSU as an assistant, then he becomes the head coach, and they compete a lot. They finally go over the hump to win the national championship. He has to be considered one of the best, I think. You can't ignore that. Um, and then I think another one is Mike Leach. You can't really argue. You know, he's bounced around, but, you know, when he's at Texas Tech for 10 years, um, Whatever your opinion is on the bowl game situations back in the day, um, when he was at Texas Tech for ten years, they went to ten straight bowl games. He and then he had an eleven and two team. And and if you guys really look at the history of Texas Tech, um, if you guys get Mike Leach's book uh, Swing Your Sword, he talks about the history of Texas Tech about how you know they're laughing stock. They don't graduate a lot of kids. They weren't winning. And then he showed up, had his air raid offense, tried to turn it around, and he did. They went to ten straight bowl games. Um, they competed. They beat Texas a couple times. They competed with Oklahoma and the Big 12. And now if you look at it, if you talk about the stadium, they added on to the stadium, got new things. But the, he put Texas Tech on the map. Um, then he goes to Washington State, which nobody really watched whatsoever. He had a couple. I think the first two or three years were kind of rocky. But he really, I don't care what people say. He really got to turn around. You're going to bowl games. You're winning six-plus games at Washington State. Um, I'll talk about what I've been doing on quarantine, but I re went rewatched. Um, I think it was 2013 where Washington State played Auburn. It was Gus Manzalan's first year as a head coach, the very first game of his head coaching career at Auburn. And Mike Leach, you know, comes in with a Washington State team, had no business being in that game. I think they lost by a touchdown, if not by less. And it was competing. There was times they were winning the games, going back and forth against an SEC team with Washington State. Um, and now he's going to go to Mississippi State. He's back in the SEC. Um, he coached in the SEC when he was the offense coordinator in Kentucky, I think, in the 90s. Uh, so he's back in the SEC with Mississippi State. And, you know, he just turns around programs. And, you know, you could say it's because of the offense. You could say maybe it's because of how he coaches, how he recruits. Um, you know, he does a lot with less. Uh, you know, he doesn't get the big recruits like Dabo and, and Nick Saban. He gets those uh, – middle-of-the-line athletes a little less, and he just, you know, they do good things with them. So you have to be able to put even Mike Leach up in that consideration of one of the best college football coaches out there right now. Uh, and then before that, uh, you could have said Urban Meyer, but he he retired, but he, he was up there. Um, so for me, these are the best ones that are out there right now. Um, I know a lot of arguments can be made for other guys, but you just got to look at the body of work and what they're doing. And, you know, it's just me personally. I know there's... Others I'm leaving out. I just tried to find five of them. Not necessarily saying these are the exact top five, but it was just ones I was thinking of off the top of my head and, you know, the big line of work or uh, that they've done. Um, so that's just a topic I was talking about. Um, 
So the next thing I was talking about is how you guys passing the time. You know, some of us that are very fortunate enough to, you know, maybe get paid or doing whatever and we're sitting at home. How are you guys passing the time? What are you guys doing? Um, for me, I just decided to rewatch all the Marvel movies, you know, all 22 of them. Uh, just finished Endgame the other night, so I watched all of them. Uh, the only one I need to watch now is the uh, the, the recent one, the, the Spider-Man, Not Far From Home. I have not seen it. That's the only one. I got to go find it. Um, but, you know, I watched all the way up to Avengers Endgame, and, you know, I think... I think Avengers uh, Infinity War might be my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I think it's probably the best one in the, the whole series, but that's just me. Um, playing Xbox, you know, I get on there and I was trying to play Fortnite or Call of Duty or Madden. Um, you know, so coaches, please get a hold of me if you guys want to get on there and play games. I'll get on there and play. Um, and then recently, uh, I've been seeing a lot of coaches uh, dust off their... PS3s or their Xbox 360s and getting the NCAA football back out and starting to play it. So I dug out my uh, Xbox 360 and sadly enough, plugged it in, turned it on. The fan starts going to turn it on. It's green. All of a sudden it starts blinking red and then it shuts off. So I have no idea why my 360 won't turn on. Um, anybody out there knows how to fix it, please let me know. Um, I'm in the process of maybe buying one from somebody. Um, if I can get it and they can ship it to me, I'll get it. I'm going to start playing CAA, and you may never, nobody will ever hear from me ever again. I'll start playing NCAA football again on the 360. Um, it was a really cool game. You know, it could be your offense coordinator, your defense coordinator, head coach, you know, bounce around different schools. Um, I think it'll be really fun. If you guys are doing that, I can get the 360. We can get on there and try to do that. And then recently, I've been trying to find old football games, and that's why I'm asking for all 2020 film or the 22 film of these teams. Um, one of the best games I, the game that got me into one to be a spread type of team uh, when Texas Tech beat uh, Texas in 2008 with the toe touch for Michael Crabtree from the sideline to go to the end zone. We rewatched that game. Uh, it was a classic. And then uh, just the past couple of days, I've been trying to go back and watch uh, different Alabama games. And then uh, I started to watch different uh, Florida games back when Tim Tebow was there to look at that type of offense. Another than just recently, yesterday and today, um, I went and watched uh, a Texas Tech game versus uh, Oklahoma. I think it was 2018. Um, a lot of points were scored in that game. If you guys want to see some points scored, go look at that. And then today, I decided to watch Texas Tech versus uh, Oklahoma again. But it was a 2016 with uh, Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes. And if you guys want to see some offense, you know, go watch games like that. Just to start going back on, and it's all on YouTube. I can just find the games on there. Um, but I really would love to get the actual film and look at it, break it down, look at the offense, give me something else to do. So, guys, please point me in that direction. Uh, I know there's a lot of Zoom clinics going on out there. Coaches talk with each other. Um, I know Chief Pickskin's been doing a couple things. So, you know, guys, just continue to talk to each other, keep each other sane. we got to keep talking ball. Again, I can't stress enough, guys. You guys want to get on and talk ball, please involve me. I would love to get on and talk some football with some guys, meet some guys. Um, I would love nothing more than to do that. Um, if you guys want to come on here and talk ball, please let me know. Uh, reach out. Um, that's, all, that's all fine to reach out to me and ask. Um, so until next time, guys, thanks for listening.